Hello and welcome to Knights of the Hobby Table. It must be that time of the month because I'm here with my buddy Oplerone. <laughs> my co-host buddy Oplerone. Hey, John, bro. Oh, I don't know what time of the month it is for you, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got my Obies. You know? <laughs> is that like a STD? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it is itchy. How are you, brother? Oh, it's good to know that they make people itchy. Well, it's those dreadlocks, man. They're just like hanging out the underwear. I don't know what's up. Oh, yeah. Like, soon it'll be touching my buttocks when I'll be pooping. So, yeah, yeah. easy wiping. That's yeah. why they get so brown. You, you're slowly making your own hand tie with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Tentacle porn. Let's go. That's not the first time that came oh, up this go. weekend. <laughs> Where have you been this weekend? Well, I took, anyway. I took my missus out food to eat at a fancy restaurant and it was squid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, no one can see the camera feed right now, but I have a very concerned look on my face. So, <laughs> damn. Anyway, apart from squiddly diddly, what's been going on, brother? Ah, <laughs> oh, nothing too much. All the good old hobbying things going on. Well, lack of, to be honest. I've been, I've been home with my kids, so not too much hobbying going on. But a little bit. W- weren't you cutting? Weren't you cutting down trees like a lumberjack the other day? Yeah. Was that a whole ass thing you had to do? Yeah. I'm not done. I still have five to do, so. Fucking hell, mate. Leave some trades for the rest of Sweden, Obi. <laughs> They're just on my property. Fine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, my mm. missus was like, uh, I'm going to take down this little one here. So she started out with a saw. I was like, ah, this isn't going too well. So she took out the axes, like, swinging at it. Like, oh my god, this is so hard. <laughs> Are you guys going to, like, plant replacement trees? Um, we should. You totally should. Because that way, like, you know, in five years, yeah. you have more firewood. You know what I mean? Like, five ooh. years? How long do you think it takes trees to grow? I don't know how long to- they take a long time here. Yeah, they take ages here. But, like, you can get things like, like a pine tree. That is, like, super fast to grow, right? Yeah. They still take, like, 50 to 80 years. I think the one that we're chopping down oh. now, the biggest one, is about 80 years. Well, you need to pour your paint water on them so they grow faster. Give <laughs> them, like, superpowers. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of work before that's gonna happen, so. Yeah. All right. We're not there yet. So I guess you'll die. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? Oh, man, you know me. It's been uh, it's been full throttle. Went to a friend's wedding the other day. When I was on fucking holidays. Fucking a whole bunch of shit. Uh, oh, oh, I went to the uh, Abbey Medieval Festival, which is one we have over here. It's like a... I guess the Americans call it a Ren Fair, but it's not a Ren Fair because there's no Renaissance shit. It's medieval. Um, and yeah, that was dope. I bought, like, a big fucking, like, Viking knife and, like, some cool leather calf with a wolf on it. I don't know. Just, just Viking metalhead things. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. It was good, though, man. Had a good time, but the funniest thing is, like, we went there, and, uh, the missus made the most of it. She bought, like, a cob loaf that they were doing there, full of cheese, really yummy, and I'm like, I don't really want to spend much money on food, so I bought, like, a... Like a sausage on bread and a kebab. <laughs> and I was like, right, sweet. All my money's for random shit now. 
<laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But that nah, was a good time. It was fucking very busy. It was like sold out both days. And I was like, man, there are so many motherfuckers here. Yeah. Because like, last time I went to that would have been probably like six years ago. And it was like, you could walk up to the front gate, buy a ticket, walk in. There was people, but it mm. wasn't like, holy shit. This was like, fuck me, dude. Like, yeah. huge. When was so, the last time you went? The year before? or No, about five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So like... Okay. Pre-COVID. Yeah, so, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Before COVID and shit. Yeah, but, I mean, look, I'm glad to see it's taken off because it means it'll happen again for years to come, so. Exactly. If no one goes, the event will stop, so. Cool shit. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. So what's this episode about, though? Oh, this episode? Um, I thought we were going to talk about the finer points of making toasted sandwiches. No, seriously, it's about 3D printers again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reality of 3D printing, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, last time you and I spoke about 3D printers, I don't think we even had them yet. No. Or didn't. you might have just gotten yours or it was Hans. I, I, I just ordered mine. Yeah, so it was like, uh, let's talk about what we think it's going to be. And this is a bit more of a mm. what it is so far. And like, you and I are both still very new at it, right? Like, we're not. Yeah. We're nowhere near optimized for this, and this experience is going to grow and change, and that's the good thing about us doing this, is, like, you guys get to watch us grow as hobbyists in this regard, so. Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah, before we do that, though, before we get into the meat and taters of this episode, Peters. what have you been up to with your hobbies? Well, as we all know, hey? Leviathan released... The last month. Oh, oh! Ah. I don't have FOMO. You do. I did. I no, nah. Yeah. no, nah. no. So I've been building a little bit of Tyranids on the side because, like I said earlier, I had my son at home, and then I don't really get to spend much time hobbying. But I started building the Nids at least, and I'm almost done with them. I think it's five models left to build. Um. And my son was like, oh, daddy, those look awesome. Can I get some for my birthday? <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> get, get, it. get them hooked young, bro. That's how they do it. Yeah. So he, he's just kind of interested in the bigger ones. So yeah, I'm going to buy him like a Hive Tyrant. And I, ma- I managed to score the Psychophage and the Screamer Killer and the... The brain bug as well. I don't remember the name of that one. So yeah, right. He wants the big bugs. So he he want he wants to do a kaiju army basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. I love that. Yeah, such a dope idea, and it like it eliminates the whole idea of there being way too many models to paint for Tyranids. Yeah, like exactly. I think that's kind of what 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 stops him from painting the orcs because there's too much detail on them. I think with these yeah. ones, what we're going to do is we're going to prime them in a uh, wraith bone and just do with contrast paints. So it'll just be one coat yeah. and it will be done. And I think that will be a lot easier to keep his attention. Well, we know what that's like, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, well, man. besides that, so- uh, on the 3D printing f- front, there's been a lot of models being made. A lot of models being processed. 
Lot, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff and things. But, but before we go on to 3D printing, what do you think of the Leviathan? Like, are you glad you bought it? Do you think it was maybe something you could have done without? Because like, I didn't buy it. Mm. Mostly because I didn't have someone to go house it with it. Yeah. And I didn't want to take up doing Tyrion, so I kind of just wanted the Terminators out of it. Yeah. Um, but... You know what? What do you think? Like, do you think lot? Like, do you think Indominus was better? Because from what I've seen, Indominus looked a bit better. I feel Indominus was indeed a better box set, uh, because for the Necrons at least you had more options. For these Tyranid models, it's basically what you get on the box, so there's no customization options, and Indominus oh, okay. gave you that that choice for some stuff. For like the basic troops, at least. Um, and I think, I think on the space marine side, like Indominus gave you the more cool, unique space marines. Yeah. Like from what from what I've seen, the only thing really special in uh in that new boss, like the Leviathan, is the the tall Terminators. But we're gonna get them soon anyway. As standard troops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but in Indominus, you had like that cool dude with the executioner sword. Mm. You had um. You had, you know, the uh, the Eradicators that looked really cool. I know they're standing troops now, but yeah. I don't know if they were before that. And the Blade Guard veterans. Like, yeah, they well, really now cool, you get the like... Stern Guard veterans, the shooty variants. And I think they're cool. Yeah, but how cool were they? How cool were they, though? Like, yeah. coming out of the box like that. Like, I think that's cool as fuck, so. Mm. Yeah, on the yeah. Space Marines side, I think I kind of agree. Like, the Terminator Captain's cool. The Librarian, I'm, I'm ending. I don't really like that one. It's a cool model, but it's not for me. I think it's cool. I think, I think it fits cool. better for yeah, like your army's aesthetic, but not for mine. Yeah. So that's why I'm sending yeah, well, it to you. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, Send me models. I like them. The apothecary. I don't really care for it because it's Gravis armor. The lieutenant. I hate it because it's Phobos armor. The did pyroblaster. When you showed me that, I was just like. Eh. Yeah. I don't like um, Phobos armor at all. No, me neither. Uh, the Pyroblasters are, yeah, they're okay. They're good kit bash potential if you have too many of them. But nothing special. The Sterngar veterans are cool. The Terminators are cool. And I think that the the Dreadnought, I sold the Dreadnought straight away because I didn't like the Ballistus Dreadnought either. Oh, see, I really like him. I think that's cool as fuck. Yeah. The kit looked cool though. Like it was a really easy one to build. Um, like not a lot of parts. Of course, it's a monopose, so it's not really much to do about it. But it, yeah. if it would have been going to me, I would have struggled with putting LEDs in it, which I would have done. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That pocket there, I reckon, would look pretty good if he looked like he was carrying a dinosaur. Uh, Skull. Like embryos in that little, uh... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Just looking at him. That's cool. I like that model. I don't know. I don't, I don't care feel for fun. it. But, yeah. Well, feel free to send that to me too if you don't want it, mate. <laughs> feel free. We'll see. I can't send you too much. You're already Why getting bits from me. <laughs> send me all the things. <laughs> Yes. I'll send you feet pics. You know how it works. <laughs> no, but besides that, uh, I also worked on uh, fixing my Godzilla model. 
so it's ready to prime and hopefully paint. I want to paint it maybe this week. I got Wednesday and Thursday ahead of me to do it, so I'm hoping I can manage. You're going to kit past Gundam bits onto him, make him a Mechagodzilla? No, it's just a straight-up paint job. Cool it's going to be as fast as possible and as good as possible. Ah, uh, uh-huh. This is a matter of uh, clearing out backlog, isn't it? Yes. And I want to take yeah. it inside. This is one that's going to be on inside. the in, inside the house. Not in oh, my hobby oh it's, a, it's approved by the wifey? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, oh, I like it. Yeah, so that's it's been fu- it's funny, actually. my hobby, I guess. It's funny, actually. We had a moment the other day. Where, like, you know, our lounge room was spotless, and Tara just, like, redecorated it with, like, you know, on the coffee table, there was, like, a little tray with, like, a candle and, like, some tea lights. Yeah. And she went out for one day, and she came back, and I put, like, my, uh, I have an incense burner, which is, like, a skeleton laying down with his hands like this, <laughs> and he holds the, uh, the incense stick, like, across his body, and it sort of falls through his legs when it burns. Yeah. And she's just, like, uh, babe, what's this? I'm like, uh, incense burner. She just started chuckling. She's like... One day, one day was all it took for the skulls and shit to come back. <laughs> Get used to it, because this is how it is. Uh, but she isn't really too much into metal, right? No, no, no. So... But, you know, she knows what she signed up for. Yeah. yeah. Nah, cool, man. But yeah, I mean, on the hobby front, um, I have been a busy boy. Oh. A very busy boy. Um, obviously, 3D printing stuff we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been smashing into my backlog a bit. Yeah. So, I have knocked out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 Custodians. And the Dreadnought, which isn't in this. I haven't done it recently, but the Dreadnought. And I'm now working on a Land Raider. Mm-hmm. And another custodian. And then that's all of my custodians that I got uh, given to me done. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. Like for that guy, I, st- I still got two boxes of um of custodians to do. I have uh, some Wardens and some Talaris. Oh, yeah. Like Terminators. Yeah. Which, you know, but they have brand new crisp models. Yeah. So I'm going to paint them a lot more slowly and pay a lot more, like, a lot more attention. Yeah. But the ones that I have for free already, they were like... How do I say it without saying they they were shambled together. Yeah. Uh they were painted very poorly in gold. I don't even know if it was like retributed gold because it was just like a lot of it had like embraced off, so it was like very lackluster, grey coming through. The bases like it was all just spray painted, so the bases were gold as well. Yeah. With like sand like spattered on them. Like it wasn't pretty. Yeah. A lot of them were broken. They were really brittle for some reason as well, which I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but they're not resin, so anyway, I've worked on them, I've resurrected them, and they're looking good, but my new ones, um, they're gonna be crisp, all the details are gonna be nice and crisp, because they're not gonna have two or three layers of paint on them, yeah. they're just gonna have their normal, you know, so, um, nah, I'm excited, and mm-hmm. I'm smashing it out, Yeah. so, it's been good, Yeah. it's been real good, um, I wanted to pay the Land Raider since I was, like, fucking... Yeah, 15, 16, when I first got into the hobby. So, yeah. finally having a Land Raider, I'm like, huh, yeah. this is what this is. 
Yeah. yeah, I finished my Rhino, actually. I forgot about that. I just have yeah, to click yeah, that. I'm super glad that you put those black panels on the side. Yeah, it was a real good like, tip. Because it just being all red was just a bit too much red. It looked like a big fire truck. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. That was a good call. That ate some but black you panels. Know you know me, I got an eye for detail. Like an eye for shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was so, a good point. Yeah, no... The hobby's been good. I um update on my fish. No, no more of them have died yet, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> um, that's a good. <laughs> for now, um, and I finished Need for Speed Unbound last night, and I don't care what you say, gaming is a hobby. <laughs> well, well, so yeah, you just you just sit there and take that. How is that lid staying attached to your bottle? I'm very confused. Yeah, it's one of Sweden's newest designs. And I fucking hate it. Whoa. It's terrible. That's the wildest shit I've ever seen. Okay, so the the people that listen to this podcast won't understand, but it's like a Coke lid with a tab that stays attached to the ring pull, and that's the most wild shit I ever saw. Yeah, it's because people kept losing their corks, apparently. So now Sweden is like, oh, you know what? We got a solution. We'll just keep them on there. Fucking idiots. It's gonna oh make God. it's gonna make it harder for recycling though, right? Because I don't know oh. in, in our country you can't recycle with the lids on. Oh no, we so. recycle with the lids. Oh, okay. Anyway. That's why uh, the bottle yeah, is getting hobby. so so foggy. Because they keep on oh, recycling yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Look how clear mine is. That's some fucking clear plastic right there. <laughs> 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 No recycling here in the land down under. <laughs> we just no burned the fucker. Burn it. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, yeah, cool, man. Um, with yeah, so with that, I think we'll uh, go on to talking about today's fucking proper episode. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think this is probably a really good one to start on, Obi, because we were talking about this the other day. Um, now, with 3D printing, it's not just plugging a printer and, you know, the gods send signals to your printer and you magically get stuff. You have to actually put shit into software. And mm. you were telling me all about your conundrums with uh, the software the other day, Obi. Yeah. So, uh, at least for resin 3D printing, uh, the way it works is that you basically pull the model from the plastic sheet so what that means is that you'll start printing a layer but that layer is like what five millimeters from the build plate so that means that you need to put a support onto that piece yeah and the more it rises the more details come up the more maybe individual points that you need to support because it's starting a new point somewhere free from the model so that means that all of those islands, as what you would call them, you need to support them. Now there are a lot of files that come pre-supported, ready to print, and that's a big fucking sham because they don't work. <laughs> it's basically oh really yeah it's basically there's a couple of companies that that, that do it right, uh, but not all of them. So what that means is that you you have to make sure that all of these islands are effectively 
supported because if they're not your print will fail it will turn into a big blob and you will not get a bottle and you'll be sad yeah because it's wasted resin and that's money so well yeah which we'll talk about later too mm-hmm. right so now with that like i know for me anything over because like obviously mine's printing from the bottom vertically, yours is printing upside down. Yeah. Right? Like yours is coming out of the resin. Yeah. So I don't know if it's different, but with mine, anything that's over a 45 degree uh, hangover, mm. like, you know, like sort of that, mm. I put supports on, like I auto support it. Yeah. Um, now that's not too hard, but there's tricky shit that you don't realize. Yeah. So for instance, um, I 3D printed a honeypot for Tara mm. when I first started out with a 3D printer. And let me tell you, because I had I was using Lychee Slicer at the time, and uh, I've since switched to Cura, but auto supports on that, fuck me dead, dude. A good half of the honeypot on the internals were filled with super dense supports to the point where I was literally, I bought a chisel from the hardware store mm. To, like, carve the inside of this thing out. Like, it took me forever. Yeah. And that wasn't the printer's fault. That was just me not understanding what I was doing with the software. I think that before you buy a printer, you don't really understand how involved the slicing system is. Like, yeah. how much that changes. So, like, I think that was... There were uh, grid pattern supports... And they were at, like, I think, like, 20% or something. Mm-hmm. Or 30%, like, dancing. And that's fucking insane, because, like, my most recent print I did, I did auto tree supports at fucking 0.5% density. Yeah. And I removed them like they were crepe paper. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. done. Did it with my hands. Took me five minutes. This took me hours. And a dremel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... I think, uh, at least from where I sit with the uh, with the PLA printers, my advice is if you're going to buy one, before you even buy one, download Cura and play around with it and learn your way around the program. Yeah. Well... Right? And when you get it, then you can, then you can start. I think what goes around with it is more the understanding of what you're doing in the program, yeah? Uh, like, if you... Just take any model you want to print, yeah? And... and yeah. Because if you, if you can't print it out, you don't know what's going wrong with it or what you can do wrong with it. And for a resin printer, that's even more apparent really fast. Um, yeah. So it's it's just a point of trying it out i guess and and experiencing when things go wrong and how and learning troubleshooting you know the 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 stuff that did go wrong just looking at the the failed print and be like huh okay what happened here did i put too little supports is my resin cold yeah is my fep shit is my screen going bad yeah i I think the biggest thing for me why I was saying you should play around with the software first is because of efficiency. Mm. Now, I printed a Mandalorian helmet recently at 105%, so you've seen it, my head can fit in it, it's huge. Mm. One print. 
That took me six days to print. Yeah. Now, a lot of people in the groups that I post then reckon it only takes them two days to print it. So, I'm three times less efficient at the moment than these other guys who know their way around the programs. Yeah. So, join some groups, pull up your settings and go, hey guys, yeah. would this be a good baseline? Yeah. You know, and then like, obviously if you have a failure, then you can troubleshoot, but like, mm. just being in the ballpark is so much better than trying to jump over the fence and get a look at the game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because like, uh, I printed that Trivium Skull as well that I showed you. Mm. And that was the same thing. Ridiculous supports. Now, if I have just taken some time with that and sort of went, okay, what if I download another slicer? What if I do a bit more research on supports mm. and support blockers and things like that? That would have turned out way better. Yeah. Way, way better. Yeah. Yes, it's a learning curve, but I also used materials on that learning curve, which sort of sucked. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, if you're doing PLA, at least, I would definitely recommend Cura over lychee yeah um because cura also has add-ons you can download that explain to you what all of your settings do okay that's cool which is really fucking helpful so yeah i think for supporting in lychee for resin printers it's uh, a case of you have to do it manually because if you do the auto supports it will fail because it's not enough really it's not enough like, it will just put a support on the island, and that's it. That means that if that's, that that single island ends up growing to be too big of a part for the the, the support to the hold on support. to, it will just fail, you know? It will come off the, the support. So you need to put more supports have, to support the weight of the model. Have you tried using Cura? No. Um, and using their tree supports? No. It, Maybe give it a go, man. I've had great success with it. Like, a thousand times better. I think people... So. Because I, I recently joined the Elegoo Discord, and, like, they've been super helpful in there. And, like, a lot of people have been recommending Tango for for them. So I'm, I'm going okay. to check that out someday soon. Uh, I got a couple more things to do, and then if when I give myself more time to work with this stuff i'll i'll be able to just experiment a little bit more with it so we'll do an update in a couple episodes (laughs) yeah maybe not a full episode but you know no no we'll we'll do an we'll do more 3d printing episodes down the road obviously but like we'll update as we go now the thing i was going to say though too is like anytime you start a new hobby you owe it to yourself to learn as much about that as you can Mm. And obviously, most of the time, that comes from being part of the community. So, Obi's joined the uh, you know, the Elegoo Discord. Mm. I'm not in Elegoo's Discord, obviously, because I'm in Elegoo, but I'm in, like, three Mandalorian uh, costuming things, yeah. which they all 3D print, and, like, one just about 3D printing helmets. Yeah. So, like, those people have been immensely helpful to me, and obviously, I, I research on YouTube. And, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so just research, 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 and uh, don't be afraid to play around with the slicer. Yeah. Because, especially on Cura, when you slice something, it tells you how long it'll take, it shows you where your supports are, and it shows you a, uh, um, a calculated amount of material. So, mm. like, for me, it'll say, you know, 900 grams of uh, filament. Yeah. So, you go, oh, okay, cool, put a new roll on, like, all that shit. I'm sure it's the same for... Yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So what I try to do is at so. least make sure I I'm not quite sure exactly how many milliliters it fits in my vat, but I always make sure that I top it up when I start a print. And I usually do yeah. that before I go to work or go to bed so that when I get up to from work I can see oh okay it looks like it's enough for to finish this print so I can either top it up then or leave it be so because uh, well, yeah, it's it's been 20 yeah. 24 hour prints lately so that that's uh, takes a lot of time one thing to um keep an eye out for if you are buying a PLA printer just a quick tangent um make sure you get one or or install a filament checker ah uh, yeah right because you with mine if there's no filament it sends a signal to the little computer and the print pauses as opposed to it continuing mm. without filament in now that fucking Mando helmet I did like I said Inefficient though I may have been, it took me six days yeah. and 900 grams of filament. Can you imagine if I had 800 grams of filament on there, didn't realize, and then, bleh. Yeah. I get, you know, everything except for the very top of my dome done, that would have sucked. Yeah. That would have been a fucking shit day. So, just something to keep in mind, like, maybe if you're trying to decide between models and one has that and one doesn't, mm. get that one, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think all the Creality Enders have it, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Next one. So, in um, talking about just, you know, slicing, would you say in general, is 3D printing harder than you thought it would be? No. For me, it's a no. Um, I thought I was going to have a lot more trouble on the software side of it. Because, yeah. like... I'm not the most computery guy. You know what I mean? Like, I like to do shit with my hands. Like, I'm most comfortable with a sword or a hammer in my hands. <laughs> Unga bunga. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I've wrapped my head around the software pretty well. Like, obviously, I've got a lot to learn. But, like, I'm printing things. Yeah. Um, I put the machine together. I managed to level my bed quite quickly. Like, um, I've even had a situation where I had some prints fail. Yeah. Um... And I was able to troubleshoot on my own without even Googling what was wrong. Yeah. You know, like it failed like four or five times. So I just ran through things. I'm like, okay, um, is it, you know, a dirty uh, print surface? Mm. So I wiped it down. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. Okay. Is it that my PLA has got too much moisture in it? Because I don't know if you know, but that can cause prints to fail because it absorbs moisture. Mm. So I've put a new roll in. Yeah. It wasn't that. Okay. What is it then? So I'm like, all right, fuck, you know, maybe, um, Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And I just kept going through the things. And I'm like, I put my thing onto auto level and it's still fucked up. And I was like, hold on, why is my nozzle touching the glass? Yeah. And then I went in, I paused, I went to all my settings. And I realized that my, like, it was just jacked, the leveling on it. I must have knocked one of the screws while I was doing it, yeah. like removing a print. Yeah. And I completely put my bed out of level. So mm. I'm like, okay. Took 15 minutes with a piece of paper, re-leveled it. Reset it, reset my Z offset back to what it should have been, mm. which is like minus 2.5 or something for that machine. Mm. is pretty normal for it, depending on the machine. And it printed. Yeah. Cool. No worries. So, it's not easy. Mm. But it's not that hard of a thing either. Like, I wouldn't say it's harder than learning guitar. I wouldn't say it's harder than learning to draw or paint. 
It just takes a different sort of knowledge. It takes some technical know-how yeah. and just the ability to go, okay, I'm going to get in here and do it and if I break it, I break it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of expected this, you know? Um, I went into it with knowing that I will probably have failed prints. That's usual. That's normal. Not everything will go perfect. And, like, I still have failed prints. I had one yesterday on a pretty big part, and that was a lot of resin wasted. But it, it is what it is. It happens. But uh, it, it's it's figuring out what went wrong, you know? And, like, trying to work around it in some way. Because now I put... I didn't change any settings. Didn't change my plastics... Uh, FEP, just added resin and put up a new print, you know? And now it looks like everything What's FEP? What's FEP? Is that the sheet that goes over your build plate? It's the, it's the plastic sheet, well, plastic. The plastic sheet that goes over the screen that holds your resin in the in the tank. Right. It's it's the 3D printer condom. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Basically. So, awesome. I understand. I think that one, uh, when I replaced it, because... I think I talked about it last episode that I had a failure that punctured my FEP. So I had to replace it. Oh, yeah, and shit went everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I had to replace that. And and I think I replaced it a little bit too loose. So I'm going to probably have to replace it again. So just to make it sure that it's it that's not the issue anymore. And it won't fail on me again like that. So... You, you heard it here first, folks. Don't pretend your penis is big and just buy a big condom. Mm-hmm. Buy one that fits. If you need a water balloon, you need a water balloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, cool. No, I think awesome. it, all, all in general, it's it's about the same as any kind of hobby, really. Uh, it's a learning curve, and it's just learning to accept that it won't go perfectly. No, it's the same with miniature painting. It's the same with playing guitars. Like, it's a learning curve, and it's yeah. it's okay to mess up sometimes. Sure, you and sometimes you just gotta trust the process too. Yeah, like just trust that it is part of it. You know. Yeah. Um. So. The, I think I struggle more with the software side than you do because it is a big time consumption on my end. Um. Yeah. Like supporting. Uh, I printed off a Horus bust, for example, and I spent like close to six hours supporting that thing, and it still ended up failing. So it was like, you know what? Wow, that's um, that's mad. <laughs> so I'm I'm probably just gonna yeah, I'm probably just gonna you know clean it up as good as I can. Oh look, I just broke another piece off of it. Oh well. <laughs> That's a good paperweight you got there, bro. Yeah, could be it. Could be a good rock to throw at people. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Yeah. Well, well, you know they did say that Horace was shattered. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the pro. Yep. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, what do you wish you'd done before getting into it? Like, is there any prep work, like for your space for it, or like? Things you wish you'd known before you got into it, like, you know. I think I went in it with a lot of knowledge already, to be honest. I think 
The thing that I skimped on is the software side, and that's actually more important for resin printing than anything else. Yeah. I knew about the safety, the hazards with it, that you need to have a ventilation. You need to wear a mask, wear gloves, and protect your clothes if you're scared about your clothes. Uh, I need. I knew that I needed a good temperature in there, so I put a heater in there. I think that one, I need to hang it up so that it doesn't shake the cabinet while it's heating. Ah, uh, yeah, So yeah. I might have to do a modification for that. Um, but other than that, it's 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 the software side for my 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 end really. Uh, either spend more time finding supported things or just pay the money and either get someone to do it for you or buy these supported models that somebody spent time supporting for you yeah yeah or just really have a grasp on how to do it yourself efficiently yeah so like you can do it in an hour not six and still have it fail like yeah that's what you really want i i think for me i wish i had my shit just a bit better set up like, I really want to, and I'll still do it, but I really want to get, like, industrial shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can have my industrial shelves, like, a small, maybe toolbox, like, or sliding drawers on there with all the things I need for, it, like, clippers, like, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then storage space for projects, right, and PLA. So I can put it up there in, like, moisture sealed boxes, boom, boom, boom. Um, and just have that sort of going. The other thing is, too, like, I wish I bought a filament uh, container. Mm-hmm. There's like these like food. Think of food dehydrator, but it has like yeah. uh, spindles to hold your filament, and they can come out of there. You can have like two filaments on there. They're sick, and I will be getting one of those. But like, I just wish I had it already. Like, I wish I'd sort of went okay before my printer gets here. Mm. I'm gonna have my shelves up with a small workbench, a filament store, and say a few rolls saved up, yeah. and then like you know let's go yeah and more knowledge of the uh of the software obviously yeah. but you know i i always knew that that was a thing i was gonna have to wait until i get my printer before i care enough to really find myself <laughs> at it. yeah you know, you know i'm a, I'm a people say fuck around and find out a lot i'm the find out guy <laughs> like i'm a fuck around and i'm gonna I'm a find out that way yeah. we're doing yeah. you know so yeah. Worth doing, worth overdoing, I would say. Yeah. So. Uh, for me, I, I, <laughs> I knew exactly how I wanted the room to look and set up those things. So so I, I, I actually spent like an additional 250 to $300 just to set up things for the printers, you know? Yeah. Uh, like buy shelves, I put up the cabinet and, and put in the ventilation and get all the PPE and stuff there. So But in the end it also made my, my hobby space more efficient and I could have everything, you know, organized and stacked easier yeah. for for my brain to comprehend instead of just having everything laying in a stack somewhere and just be like I don't know what, what's what and where it goes where. So now at least it's more organized. I can find things easier. It's but it's easier for me to just grab a box with with things that I have a project in and just, you know, go at it. Yeah. And I think if I owned my house, I would have a hobby space more like that where it's just like, okay, cool, mm. this part here. Yeah. You know? But renting it's hard. Yeah. You know? But 
it is what it is. You know. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sweet. Mm. Um, this one here. Oops, if you want to get it. Yeah. Have you had... Of course. You had some failed prints. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. Um, so the other ones I've had failed with those couple... Um, and they were Mandalorian hand plates, so, like, you know when you see, like, Mando, how he has those, like, mm-hmm. over his gloves, he has those, like, white plates with, like, the blue play symbol on them? Yeah. So they were those style hand plates for, like, my thing that I'm working on. Um, and not only did I fail to print them four times and then manage on the fifth, they're also too small. Ah. Um, I have a big fucking hand, and they're sort of, like, barely go across knuckles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not quite happy with them, so I'm going to have to upscale them and do them yet again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the orientation of them and that on the build plate was perfect, but nothing mm. wrong with that. Just mechanical issues on the machine's end, mm. and uh, yeah, just didn't size them right. So I will be installing the measuring mod to uh, Cura and taking measurements by knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I think... What about, what about you? I know you've had a few. Yeah, I think most of them is either because of the lack of knowledge for supporting uh, and having the print fail and then sort of like slink down and, you know, puncture the FEP, for example. That's happened to me, yep, yep. I think, twice. Uh, and then I had to replace the FEP because it was fucked. It was leaking resin through it. Um... Wow, okay. Then it's just like the normal things with resin printing, like it's glooping, lack of supports, either you didn't do the calibration correctly so the 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 resin you know, the supports can't hold on to it because you're underexposing. Uh, yeah. It it's a lot of things and I think now why I'm getting fails, it's always in the same area and it's in the middle, which is really weird. But that's exactly where I have a little crease in the FEP. So I think it's that crease uh, that's doing it. Um, you think that's like inhibiting your uh, your UV light or it's dispersing it maybe? Like making it refract? I think when it, it pushes down, it's okay. But when it starts going up, like one piece might still be stuck. So either I have to increase the distance it's lifting or replace the FEP. Because... The, the the what it will do is it will the the FEP will follow with the build plate or the model, and then it will just snap down. Right. Uh, there's new types of FEPs like that that kind of don't do that following up and snapping, Snap, and they yeah. pretty much pop instantly, and then you can print faster, because that's where most yeah. of your time is is going away like the lift, the slower lift speed and then the popping off from the fep that's yeah. where your print that sounds terrifying that's where it's basically where that's where you can win most of the time because you're only exposing for like two seconds two and a half seconds that's nothing yeah it's the bit raising of the build plate and putting it down again that's that's the real time sink so if you can I understand. If you can fasten that up, you'll be able to print faster, which I can't. Yeah. So. Yeah, I get ya. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I think, um, not a failed print, because the helmet did turn out, but one thing that I did fail on with my helmet was, um, 
once again, uh, I didn't realize how moisture absorbent PLA rolls were. Yeah. So when I fucking grabbed out that roll to print, it was brand new out of the package. So zero moisture, right? Yeah. Just sitting on the the spool next to the printer. Yeah. The first day I had like the moisture furries all over it, which is like the filament isn't clean. It gets like fur all over it. Okay. Just like, cause it, it pops and sizzles and like, you can just tell it's not a very clean print for that sort of shit. Yeah. And that was literally cause it was fucking raining outside. And my fucking... Mo- yeah, no shit. Because, like, 90% humidity here is pretty normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anything over 40%, it'll start absorbing. Yeah. So, while it was printing, it went from good to bad in terms of, like, the PLA, which is why I need one of those enclosures. Mm. So, the only time it's getting moisture is going from that little hole to the printer, and that's it. It's not sitting there for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, that's wild. So, I wouldn't call it a failed print, but it was pretty close. You know? Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, but if that does happen, you can actually bake your PLA in the oven. At like 40 degrees for like yeah. four to six hours I did it. Yeah. And butter bing, butter boom, worked perfectly. So. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, for, cool. for resin prints, that's also the temperature is very important. You can't print under 20 degrees Celsius. It has to be more. Oh. So between 20 right. 25, so what, preferably t- closer to 25. So what if it's like 35 degrees? What do you do then? Uh, and it, it'll be too too runny, usually. Ah. But what you can do is put it in a grow tent, and then it will isolate okay. from the heat. It will generate its own yeah. heat, but try and place it in like the coldest part of your house, I guess. Right. Right. But... Uh, Preferably warmer is better, but colder it won't work because the colder it gets, the less viscous the the, the liquid is. So it'll be hot. It'll be too thick. Yeah, it'll be too thick, and it won't yeah, run. Gloopy. It won't run back down under the build plate before you. Yeah. Yeah. Before the next layer starts. Interesting. Yeah. So now, I know with my shit, it's quite a big process. For you, what does it take to get a print from like nothing, like you know, on the computer, mm. to finished? Yeah. Like, and when I say finished, I mean probably primed and ready to be like actually worked on. Yeah. Is that hard for you? It depends on the file. If I say I find a file that I like, but it's unsupported, I'll probably have to spend an hour an hour and a half to support the model if we're talking like a space room sized model uh, because you yep. have to find the right orientation you have to start with supporting making sure you get all the islands and all that stuff uh, make sure that all the supports can carry the weight of the model uh, when it's printing because I print in very very small layers uh, like 0.025 is what I'm printing at that's yeah, half yeah. of yours um uh, Probably less, yeah. So that's really tiny layers, and that results in actually minimum layer lines that you can see. Like, you can see them in the right light, but it's neglectable. When you prime it, it will be gone. Um, so, if it prints, and it prints correctly, if it doesn't fail, it's it's usually about 8 to 10 hours for a space remodel in that layer light height. Yeah, uh, yeah, 
and then it will be clean up the mall in either IPA or water for me because I use water washable but I dunk it in IPA first and then in different waters and then in the wash machine then I have to let it dry yeah. for 24 hours and put it in the, the curing chamber and after that it's oh wow after that it's just you know scraping a little bit of stuff here and there making all the support thingies disappear and then it's pretty much ready for paint so Okay. All in all, okay. I would say about two to three days to to have a okay. ready model in your hand. So for me, especially with shit like props and stuff like that, like I'm working on a uh, like a Mortal Kombat style mask at the moment, like scorpions or whatever, um, and even like the skull and the honeypot and that that I worked on. You know, obviously, you load up your PSL, you print it out. I don't really count printing time. Like, printing time is printing time, whatever. Mm. Um, but once it's done, you let it cool off, you remove it from the build plate, and then, you know, if you supported it well and shit, it should be as easy as just tearing the supports off my hand. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for some of my projects, but it should be. <laughs> but then, it comes to, okay, I need to fill in these fucking layer lines. Which is a shitload. So, like, there's a lot of sanding involved with that. You know, I have a little mouse sander, so I hit the whole thing with 80 grit, then 120, then fucking, you know, and then once I get it down to 120, um, I'll normally hit it with a layer of filler primer, mm -hmm. like automotive filler primer, uh, which, you know, is still acrylic sort of shit, like, so it's still, you can use it with normal paints. Mm -hmm. I'll hit it with that, and then. I'll knock it down with uh, 120 again. And then I've got um, Tamiya modeling putty. Yeah. Um, and I'll just literally smear that into the deep recesses if they're still there, still showing up. Yeah. And then sand it down. And, and it's just a constant process of sanding, spraying, sanding, spraying until it gets smooth how you like it. Yeah. And then once it gets smooth, then you can look at actually painting it. And that takes a long time. Yeah. Like, that mask there I've been working mm. on for, like, I haven't sanded it for a little while, but, like, that's got a good, like, fucking four or five layers of filler primer on it. Yeah. And it's taken me probably ten hours. Yeah. And that's, like, you know. Going on. Um, so there is a lot of prep work in that if you want it to look good. Now, if you don't care about layer lines and you just want to print it and go, fuck, whatever, cool, you can do that in a day, you know, like, whatever. Mm. But, you know, if you want it to be, like, a nice piece for something that looks like a film prop or something. Yeah. You have to put the time in. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's so. that's where resin really shines because you can get those layer lines mm. really out of there. And then you have you 100%. have a couple of settings where you can even make sure that it reduces those layer lines by, by making it more concave by itself. Okay. So yeah. if you have like a sphere yeah. it will just automatically do that concaving for you. And it will reduce yeah. the layer lines even more. Like you'll see when I send you your stuff, like it it's insane how detailed it is. Like, yeah, for, I can't I can't wait to look. I, I think you, I'm 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 sure that GW plastic is is almost the same quality, if not better. Interesting. I'll be interested to see that. Yeah, I really will. I'm keen to see it. I think once you once you but put uh, a, a coat of primer over it, it's it's indistinguishable because you still have for yeah. GW plastic, you still have the screw points and everything to clean up. So 
if you're not good at that mold lines yeah. if you're not good at cleaning it up it will it will it will be the same outcome so you still need some some cleanup before you can do any kind of painting you know but man it doesn't matter what hobby you're in if you don't put in the time and effort yeah your product's gonna suffer yeah. that's all there is to yeah. it yeah and that's kind of the thing with yeah. painting isn't it like yeah. If if you prime over a model where you forgot to sand off or clean off the mold lines and the sprue connections, it'll look like shit because it's it's the model is it's it doesn't have the same dimension as like a model that's been finished properly. Yeah, exactly. And you'll notice it. Yeah, like, straight away. I think the big one is on the big one, especially on like some of the primary sculpts. They have that one line that runs down the middle of their leg arm. Yeah. And, like, you spot that a mile away. The moment someone posts a photo, you're like, bro, like, yeah. what's what's with his leg, leg spike? You know, yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. And and the yeah. thing is that GW is notorious for putting the lines exactly where you see them. Like, on the legs. The leg that's straight up in front, catching the light. On the head. Yeah. Pretty much over the middle of the, middle of the fucking face. head. Middle of the Tyranid face. Uh, it was the same with these guys. All the way down the middle. A f- big fucking layer line. No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'd hope they... That was the one thing I'd hope they'd fix on these new no. sculpts. And it was like that they would figure out to put a head on. Like they do a Space Marine head, you know, just mm. like on a stick and you glue the head on. Yeah, no. It's the same with the, the backpacks. Right. They... They put the sprue connection points on the round points where you see it the yep. most. It's like, if you're not good with a hobby knife, it's like, come on. That's just... Oh, please. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. James Workshop needs to collaborate with Bandai in more ways than making one giant space marine. Yeah. They need to learn about undergating. Yeah. I love I love the shit that Games Workshop yeah. puts out. I really do. Their models are fantastic. But for fuck's sake, undergating guys, please. Yeah. Please. We're paying we're playing we're paying premium model price for your models, and I'm happy to do that. Mm. But undergating, please. It will make for easier please. hobbying and a lot of more people will be into the hobby because it's easier to model the models and make them look good exactly. out of the box just by clipping off the, the sprue bits, that the, the sprue connections that you don't see. It's that thing that, that annoys people. It's like, oh, but my models look like shit. Yeah, it's because, well, you weren't really giving with the right tools to start out with, so it's can't yeah, really blame it's you. It's hard for those people because... It's a whole bunch of little things that pile up. Like, mm. oh, yeah, there was there was uh, cutout lines, and it's fucking, you know, there's uh, mold lines, and then there's like, oh, the the edging on the armor is super not like raised up enough mm. to be beginner friendly to painting, like things like that. Like, uh, a friend of mine at the moment, he's painting some chaos guys, and like yeah. the trim on those guys, man, fucking hell, like. I would struggle painting that trim nicely. You know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. So it's like, okay, how do we fix that? Well, let's make it a bit more recessed. Mm. Or make that a little bit more prominent. Like, yeah. maybe they will if they redo the models, but I don't know. Anyway, rant over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, GM. Please make more models for us. Please, please sponsor us. <laughs> um, yeah, so... What's on... Yeah, yeah, you go. You go what do you have on your list to print? Oh, 
boy, howdy. Well, lots of Mandalorian stuff. Um, obviously, I think next though I'm going to do a Phase 1 Clone Trooper. Mm. Um, the helmet. And I'm going to paint it up in the wolf pack colours from uh, from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like Commander Wolf's helmet. So I think I'm probably going to do that. Not even like, I don't even care if it's not wearable. I want to do it as a prop for the lounge room. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that would probably be a pretty good go. Uh, but the other thing is, I found out I can get, I think they're free actually, STLs for Vallejo bottle sized paint racks. Oh. And I can print those fuckers off. Nice. And because my fucking print surface is 30 by 30 by 32 centimeters, mm. I can print a 32 centimeter high rack. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I can print a full size paint rack. Yeah. With that fucking printout, I don't need to paint it or anything. I can just go, yep, print me this. Thank you. Yeah. And then bada bing, bada boom, all my fucking Vallejo bottles get a nice paint rack to go in like my GW. Nice. So That's good. I paid like 60 bucks for that. So, like for that GW one. So if my paint rack I print costs me, you know, not even a whole roll of filament, I'm well and truly ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a bargain. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the... Exactly. the big positive about owning a PLA thing, a PLA printer. You can print mm. things that are practical. You can't really do... You can do it with resin, but it's not as practical because it's more brittle. I think the plastic is just yeah. more more sustainable and it's faster to print and less less hassle of of it. Well, and you can do bigger things. I think when you take... I think when you take into account too that, like, I'm using PLA, but, like, you can also use like uh, PETG and ABS and yeah. stuff like that, which are all plastics with like different qualities. So, like ABS is harder to print with, but it's also a lot stronger. Yeah. So if it was something that you needed to have like a bit more strength, like say if you wanted to print off airsoft armor that was going to actually take some impacts here and mm-hmm. there, use ABS. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Like, you know, shit like that. Uh, I also printed that little, uh, I don't know if you can see mm-hmm. it, but my cartridges on yeah. my shelf there are on a nice angle. I printed that. Yeah. That's just a, you know, a cartridge holder from PLA. So, yeah. but yeah, I think that's that's probably the next thing. And I think um, I'm going to buy my my STL for my Mando helmet. I actually want to use my kit soon. Yeah. And I'm going to try and nail that fucker too. Because my one I printed was just a practice. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? What do you got? Uh, I am currently working on a. Uh... Let's say a proxy model for a certain Titan model. Uh, so 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 the bat the battle puppy. Yeah, the, the battle doggo. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's basically big, on the the list. Big, big thing. Uh, it's three more build plates to go, I think, or four. One more I need to support. Um, and it's uh, it's it's a big project. So that I want to finish that, and I don't really know after that. I think I might sell some like printer time or something for people that want some stuff. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Recruit some money. Yeah. Make, make back some yeah. cash. Because I don't really know what else. Because that's the thing. Like, If I spend time supporting models, I'm not spending time painting models. Or Yeah. yeah. So you, all of your hobby just becomes making them rather than painting exactly. them, which is what you really love. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. like I've built, paint, printed so much things now that I could, because that's kind of be my 
problem for the winter time that I'm not gonna be able to print in the winter. So I'm just printing now. Yeah. And then just picking up the models in the winter and just be like, okay, I can I can do this and yeah. this and this because I've already printed it off. What I can do Plus, in winter I mean, the good time is just support models that I want to do. And if there's like a yeah. good day, maybe I can do it. And if not, I'll just leave it for the summer. And, and the good thing is too, like your power price is always an issue in winter as well. So like, yeah. you know, if, if you're not even running the 3D printer or the heater in there that whole time, that's obviously much more beneficial to you. Exactly. You know, in that way. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so I, yeah, that was I, I'm not really sure. I just want to finish that one. Maybe do a couple of other th- small things. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, there's not really much on my mind after this uh, battle doggo. Uh, See that? That's the cool thing about the PLA thing. Like, I can print stuff that's like you said, useful, or I can do something completely different. Yeah. It doesn't have to be on my Warhammer table, like it can be a thing for the house. It can be a, yeah. you know, you can print little uh, holders for the for your plants to go in your fish tank. Yeah. You can do all these sorts of things. Or, I can print a Mortal Kombat mask, or I can print a Mandalorian helmet for somebody as a gift. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, and I think you would get a lot more utility out of your resin printer if you also had a PLA. Mm. Because you could be making props, like you could go, oh, I'm making a Mando helmet. Mm. And uh, the bucket I'm going to print on the PLA, but then the earpieces and the detail pieces yeah. are going to be done on the resin. Yeah. And they could be printing at the same time. And it's like, well, now you have a whole project. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, I bought this for my miniature painting hobby. Yeah. Whereas mine's like just a gateway to all the hobbies, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think I think that's definitely a, a distinction to look at too. Yeah. But that's kind of why I bought this one, you know, because I, it's basically yeah. meant I wanted it for miniatures, and I I I, right. I understand the l- limits of the resin printer. Uh, so. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool, man, and it's the same as me. Like I'm, not, I haven't tried printing off any miniatures. Like I know I can do it if I really drop my layer height down and mm. slow it down and stuff. I can get reasonable detail on something you know yeah. maybe like some scenery or something yeah. like that like terrain yeah. i can do that but it's not my printer's strong suit no. so whatever fuck it you know exactly yeah yeah cool uh, this um this is like a question that i have yeah. uh, is there any personal downfalls on owning a printer for you like for me, personally, I spend way too much time searching the internet for models to print, and then I don't print them. <laughs> so, <laughs> or no, I don't have that time to print them <laughs> because I have to support. That's actually them. one of my favorite. <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite parts. Speaking of support, support us on Patreon. Um, ah, <laughs> ah but no, like ah, uh, that's actually one of my favorite things. It's sort of like window shopping. Uh, I never had Etsy on my phone until I got a 3D printer. <laughs> now I have like five different uh, 3D modelers that I follow. Yeah. Uh, just to like be like, okay, when are you putting out a cool Mando helmet? Oh, I like that one, you know? Like, so I actually really enjoy that sort of like window shopping, which is cool. Uh, there's some really fun free files out there as well. So it's kind of cool. But it's a lot easier for me to print random shit than it is for you because I can go, oh, I like that design. Load it into Kira. Yeah. Hit auto support, make sure my things are done, export it and have it printing. 
within 10 minutes yeah. if it's something that's easy enough to do. Whereas you, it's like, no matter what, there's an hour or two work there, at least. Yeah, exactly. You know? It, it's, so. it, usually what I do is, like, the, when I started that build plate where your stuff is on, my missus was like, okay, I want a scorpion model, and I found this one. Can you print it? Okay, I'll print it. And then I'll just take in a, a whole bunch of things that I have been wanting to print, but never got around to making a plate for it. So I, I yeah. got uh, that scorpion, I got your bits, I got uh, some bits to do some kit bashing with a GW kit uh, for, uh, and I printed off a, a gift for somebody who will, will take it up later. Uh, so And just being able to put it all on one plate and just making it ready, it takes a lot of time, but once I get it printed, that's like a whole bunch of stuff off of my, my work schedule, you know? Because I can just gather yeah. it all in one build plate. Whereas for you, you can print maybe one or two th- smaller things on the same or one big one. Uh, I could do a lot of projects yeah, I in, can... in one go. Yeah, I I can print... Like, I could say... I could do all my Mandalorian earpieces... Um, and probably, like, a combat knife or something like that on the same build plate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is pretty cool. But as you said, like, it, it's a different thing entirely. I think the one thing, one drawback to only a 3D printer I have is, um, is <laughs> everyone wants you to 3D print <laughs> Um, you know, and, like, my little brother, obviously, you know, Shane, he's been on the podcast before. He's, like, the biggest Star Wars fan I know. And he's like, bro, bro, do you have any, like, you know, bits that you don't want that you can give to me so I can, like, start Mandalorian and stuff as well? And, like, I have every intention on, um, on making him probably a Mandalorian helmet. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you th- nice. You 3D printed those? Yeah, I printed off Darth Vader and Luke nice. Skywalker in the dual stance. Nice. In the classic dual That's stance badass. from the Revenge of the Sith. That's badass. But, um, no, so, like, obviously, like, he's very excited and he wants me to 3D print him and stuff, but I'm like, dude, if I 3D print you a helmet, that's $36 worth of materials right there. Yeah. So, like, will I 3D print him a helmet? Of course I will. But it's not going to be when he asks for it. <laughs> it's going to be for a gift. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, a bit, like, having to tell people, like, no, or, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, like, Fucking hell. And then, like, there's always the whole, like, people that don't know anything about 3D printing, and they're like, oh, so you do 3D printing? Yeah. So, like, how does that work? And then you have to go into the whole spiel. <laughs> and, like, you feel like just hand them a link to the episode and be like, here, just listen to the podcast. But it's like, <laughs> I love conversations with people as much as the next person would when you had the same conversation. Yeah. Four times in a week or something. You're like, oh, man, fuck this. <laughs> this is a groundhog day for conversations. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's like winning the lotto. Everyone knows you got it and they want some. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Although, I did play a pretty good prank on someone we worked with. There was uh, a bit of a joke going with one of the guys that, um, you know, that he liked to polish apples, if you will, which is like obviously a joke for, you know, polishing your nuts. <laughs> um, yeah, jerking one off, exactly. And so, like, the whole night at work, everyone was like, oh, yeah, you polished apples, you polished apples. And me being mean, 
Uh, I went home, I found a free STL, I downloaded it, I 3D printed a small apple <laughs> on one of my build plants, and I primed it, and I painted it, and I hand-delivered it to him in, like, a metallic red the next night at work. <laughs> and he's like, what's this? I'm like, it's an apple for you to polish. And he's like, you go too far. I'm like, oh, do I go just the right way? He's like, did you fucking make this? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's brilliant. <laughs> So uh, now, now all those guys in that office know the uh, incredible length that I will go to for a joke. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> They're all very anxious to make jokes like that around me now, like you know, it, like prop based jokes because they know I'll rock up or something. <laughs> oh man, me and Matt were looking at, at STLs a couple. <laughs> you remember that conversation where there's like a, yeah, an yeah. eighteen plus section on the Colts three D site, and it's just so fucking funny. It's just dicks on everything, you know, or just lewd models. Man, man, <laughs> before I die, Obi, I am sending you a Pikachu dildo. Yeah. Made out of PLA. A dickachu. I'm sending it right to a dickachu. I'm sending it right to your house, right in one. Of, I'll send it with like all the shit I send you, so that way you open it in front of like I don't know your parents or something to be over when you open up this sweet Christmas gift and pull out dickachu out of a metal Mandalorian album. Oh, dickachu! I just you. Oh my lord, that's oh, good shit. You know what's funny? I just had this hilarious thought. I know a Mandalorian helmet you could wear. They make ones for Twi'leks. So they're, uh, you know, the guys with the yeah, dangly yeah, bits? Yeah. They make them for, like, they actually make them for people that cosplay as Twi'leks. Ah. So you could get one of those and put your dreadlocks through it. Like, like <laughs> that would be funny as hell. <laughs> Alright. Alright, buy that STL. <laughs> I need head measurements, Oblorin. Head measurements. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, my missus is probably... Not your penis. Oh. That one. Alright. No, I already printed a mini Mandalorian helmet. Remember? I'll send that to you too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh. Nah, that, that's my dick helmet. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, here's a question for you. Would you buy the opposite type of printer? So like, would you buy a PLA printer? Like, or say if you saw one for a good price on Marketplace, would you take that yeah, you know, that plunge. I th- you know? think a second-hand mm, hard-pressed, no. But Elegoo has some no? really, really good products. And they also have really good deals every now and then. Like for big events like Black Friday or, or Father's Day or stuff like that. They have really good deals. So if... If the price is right and the time is right, if if the money is there, I might pick one up. But as you see, my hobby room is pretty much stacked to the bottom with stuff already. Yeah, but see, right there, there's a lightsaber in the background near you. There's enough room there for a mannequin holding a full suit of armor <laughs> to hold onto your lightsaber. Okay, like, you know I'm talking truth i i actually want that space to be available to make a a a gaming table uh that's been like kind of a plan that i want to make like a folding gaming table so i can fold it up into like different uh, sizes of game uh the tables that you need for warhammer 
So if if I yeah, flip sweet. up one side, it'll be it'll be enough to play like a kill team size board, and if I put up the other size, I can play full full size forty uh, k. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just paint it black because then I can use that one to take pictures with the background. Mm. You know, I have a. That's true. So I think that would be a lot, a really cool to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, the good thing about the good thing about the PLA printer is you can have it anywhere and not have to worry about fumes and things like that yeah. like it just doesn't sting yeah so i mean yeah but yeah oh, fair enough man i think room wise i'm kind of hard pressed on space for now so it's 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 gonna be hard fitting one somewhere um the only way i can physically see myself owning one is if i clear my backlog out yeah, which you're working on. I'm working on. Because you're not lying. The new nights coming. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty, and I need nights. Please, Blake. No, no. Blake, it's a you new lancer. It's not like I have don't, a lancer already. I, I I have a resin lancer, not sure a plastic here. one. Doesn't matter. I want the Doesn't plastic. Matter. Okay, but uh, I'm buying a castigator yeah. when they come out. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I can agree with you. I won't buy a Lancer. But I'll buy the Castigator. You already have yeah, one. I already have a Lancer. So I'll buy the Castigator instead. Yes. We're in agreement. All good. Yes. Yes, we- thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. Fine. Fine. Yeah, How about you? Resin printer? Yeah, your name. Yeah. Um. Almost definitely I will be getting one at some point. Um. Both because obviously... I'm a war gamer as well, so like, you know, being able to print off, you know, uh, different like tabards and things like that, like cool shit, like upgrades more or less for my Warhammer models. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. There's Star Wars shit you can do, but also like, there's a lot of detailed stuff that would just be really handy to have a resin printer for. Like, you know, there's a really cool Iron Man helmet you can print off, uh, which is like the broken one yeah. that he has in like. Uh, you know, the one that he's, like, playing the message on in, I think it's, uh, Infinity War? Yeah. Or the start of Endgame, like, you know, he's recording the message. So, all that inner weaving where that second, like, broken away eye yeah. is, that looks really good if you print that in resin and then paint it. Whereas, because, like, with PLA, it's just too fine to make it look nice. Yeah, yeah. So, ideally, you'd print the whole helmet in PLA and then that insert in resin and, like, you sort of combine them, which is, like... Yeah, when I do my Mando helmets, the ears and the details and stuff and the little greeblies can be done in resin. Yeah. And then the big structural stuff can all be done in PLA. So yeah. they sort of work hand in hand as far as I'm concerned for my uses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if I print a full size, you know, uh, plasma pistol, mm. I can print the detailed parts with that. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think almost definitely is my answer. Yeah, I think for me it's it's I find myself more and more saying, Hot damn, I wish I had a PLA printer to do like make like a custom hook or something to, to put things on or or like yeah. my girlfriend wants some plot pan, plant plot fuck me, I can't speak. Plant pots. Plant pots? Yeah. Yep, Stuff yep. like that. Just like make her some really cool shit, you know, that isn't toxic. You, sh- you should show her the honey pot I made for yeah. Tara. <laughs> so, uh, in, in a way, yes, I want one, but 
the the space is an issue for me. What I can do, yeah. however, is like because I have my my cleaning station uh, uh, to the left side of my printer station, and that one is in a cabinet. What I can do is have yeah. like the spools of uh, what's it called the PLA, PLA on the top of the rack going behind the cabinet and then into the printer where I have my model yep. my models my backlog right now. So if I clear my backlog, yeah, I can sink down the the level and put put the printer there and just that's a great idea. Have the the PLA strands going on the backside. Yeah. And truth be told, I'll probably do something like that with um when I get my shelving and I have my storage things that keep them like mm. uh, moisture free. I'll probably run it down and then in yeah. straight into the bowden tube like yeah. that. Um, from the shelf up above, yeah. or I'll put like a bit of dowel or something. Figure something out, but. I'll probably do that, and I'll put a light above it as well, yeah. and probably install a camera so I can keep an eye on it from work. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's smart. Um, yeah, because you can do all those cool things, and also having that space means I don't need to find somewhere in my actual house house to put a helmet that I'm working on. Or whatever, I can just go boom, yeah, boom, you know, put it up there, and it creates the storage. I need to sell some of my fucking pop vinyls because they're just taking up space in the garage. Yeah. yeah so uh, if you want rare Dragon Ball Z pop vinyls, buy them off me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but yeah uh, so uh, definitely though definitely resin and then like i said i can actually you know if i've got a shelf space i can go okay pla printer here resin printer here wash station there like just all there and then i'll probably also have a small desk for my airbrush with the uh vent thing set up at the window there too so i can just go yep shit in there all that all the stinky stuff at the garage under the house Uh, me and Tara being asthmatic aren't going to have any issues and it'll be great. So, Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think the thing with, with resin as well is that it, you can't clean the stuff out like in broad sunlight. So you have to make sure that you can block out the sunlight completely while you're cleaning your stuff. Oh, okay. So, my dear friend, I'm a night shift worker. <laughs> No sun shines in my house ever. <laughs> oh, that's that's because you're just an array of sunshine yourself. Well, that's right, exactly. <laughs> no, nah, bro, I, I was a storm cloud today. I was so, such a grumpy cunt, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. But um, I'll talk to you about that off air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what I do have to look at, since I think I'm pretty much done talking about 3D printers now, busted that nut. I think we are. Pretty much yeah. done for the day. I think we, we have established that supporting sucks ass. Printing models is cool as fuck. And, uh, supporting models sucks, but you should support us on Patreon. So we can support models for you and send them out to you. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and a lot of... Uh, it's funny, people in the Discord like, have been asking me weird questions like, Oh, well, what does this Patreon tier cost for, like, weird shit? And I'm like, thousand dollars. <laughs> no one's taken me up on it yet, but, you know. Yes, but that's uh, I'll also, have the conversation with Tara. That's also because people it's, want to see my feet. we're selling private pictures of our parts. No, they, just, they just want our feet, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not willing anyway. to hold myself out like that. Yet. Oh, that's a that's a bust. That's a bust. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In this economy, come on. Anybody want to try a dreadlock? 
It's a, it's a leku, man. It's a leku. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Well, you know, with that, it's time. We are on to the roasts. Ah. You know? The show is often recorded on a Sunday, so this is our Sunday roast. <laughs> Perfect. Cool, yeah. So what we got was uh, Mr. Uh, Gerald. He sent us... We actually skipped over this one, and I'm really, really sorry. Is it Gerald or Gerald? I think Gerald or Gerald. We'll have to ask him next time. Uh, no, I'm going to call you Jezza. Hey, Jezza. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, now, nah, so... You want to go? Yeah, what do we got? No, no, you tell right, me what we got. Yeah. So what he well, submitted to us was a kind of a diorama piece uh, where he made a chessboard with Warhammer 40k models. And it's, I don't know what to say. It's its probably the coolest idea I've seen in a long time. Like making a, making a black and white armies for both sides with with all the different models. He actually sent me one of his custodies. So uh that's cool. Yeah. It's sadly I'm putting it in the jar of uh paint stripper, but um <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there, look. I understand how hard this to paint a model when you're only using blacks and whites. Yeah. Very difficult. And I don't know what Jez's experience is with painting. But there's a lot of paints on those bad boys. That looks very thick. A little bit, yeah. Um, but I think that was one of Jen- his earlier projects, yeah? Right, right. Well, look, I'm not going to rush Jezza too high because it seems like a nice bloke, but um, definitely get yourself a wet palette if you don't have one already, brother. And, um, you know, just keep at it. Like, you know, anyone else I'd shit the hell out of, but, like, honestly, you look like you're trying hard to get good. Yeah. So keep at it, bro. Practice makes perfect. I started out with models that look like that, too. Yeah. And, you know, like, everyone does. Now, like I said, I don't know where your level is, like, how long you've been painting for, but your creativity is through the roof, and that will carry you a very, very, very long yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? Very, very long. Overall, the actual chessboard looks fucking gorgeous. I don't know if he made that as well. I would assume but, so. But, like, yeah. that's cool as hell. Yeah. It's like terrain and shit. It looks like there's resin in there, maybe. Like in the cracks, that's fucking real craftsmanship. Yeah. So while I can nitpick your models, the actual board is cool as shit. Mm-hmm. So well done, man. Well fucking done. It's cool ass. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I 100% agree with it. It's it's really, really well executed. Um, the The models itself... Well, when I had it in my hand, they actually looked a lot better than in the pictures. I think the pictures, well, that yeah, that's the fair. pictures make it a little bit not fair in a way. I think, and the lighting, it's it's not good lighting to in the pictures. But when I had the ball in hand, it it looked totally fine. Uh, sure, you could thin a little bit more, and it would would have been on the point. But that's the problem with white paint. Yeah. Like, white paint sort of thick to start with, so... I was going to say, I think what's fucked him is, um, like, I'm looking at the Space Marines. I think that just spray-painting them white and then blocking in the black and that would have probably been a lot better. Yeah. You can see he's had a lot of trouble just making the black go away. Yeah, yeah, 
with the white and like dude that happens to fucking everyone mm. white models are the hardest to paint yeah white then yellow without an airbrush they're both very very hard correct yeah so dude i have to i have to commend your efforts because they look fucking for what you've done and keeping it to the black and white with just like color accents like golds and that i think you did pretty good yeah, yeah. and the black marines look damn good yeah i agree so uh, you know but keep at it bro keep, keep that creativity going i love it yep I really do. Uh, I would love the idea of the chessboard, and I love the terrain piece around it. You could probably do with filling yeah. the cracks a little bit more because I can see the foam coming through in some parts. But all in all, I really love the idea that you've done there. Uh, I'll fill your crack. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh shit, where are they? <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I like the board aesthetics. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't really say too much negative stuff about it because I really like how how it looks actually. Yeah. At the end of the day, I might point out that your painting's not, you know, like yeah, I might nitpick your painting, but the fact is that I could never be fucked to make something as big and as impressive as that. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Take from that what you yeah. will. You know, like the actual board and shit, badass. Exactly. Well done, yeah. bro. Well done. Keep at it. I I am. I'm really recommending you for your work you've put in the the board and the terrain piece around it and making it all in one coherent piece, you know, and one coherent diorama thing. Like, I had this sort of similar idea of of making, like, a temple board for my custodies, and I never got to it because I knew how much work it would be, and it, it just demotivated me to do it. So, you've done it. Well job, well well done, good job. I love it. Well, well job, good. Day. Well job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now the next one, the Bixis saga continues. <sighs> Instead of just like leaving it as it lies, Bixis decided to yeah put up pictures of him in various football jerseys on the uh on the roast podcast, you know, roast channel. Now. If you want to have runway fashion shows, so that's fine, man. But come on. Come on. This is a hobby discord. Alright? I will say, none of those jerseys you put up are near as bad as that fucking Technicolor Vomit one you had. Um, they were all much for muchness, but... Come on, man. You could have at least made your bed. Or got, got an adult bed. Or a race car bed. Just go in the middle. Don't go in the middle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, lad? You know that piece doing? of atrocity is actually laying on his bed as well. <laughs> oh no. I hope he's downgraded it to like his spaff shirt so it's only when he wanks he wipes it. <laughs> like that's all it's for now. I but, will say though. Look, Pixar, I don't know why he did this. You know. I like your cargo pants so I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Very very metal. You're, you're on the right way with the bottom part of your clothing style. Whoa, you're halfway there. <laughs> Whoa, you're almost not a square. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if I have to say something, get a waste bucket that's standing in the corner with a lid on it. Because when you start throwing cum, used cum rags in there, that's going to start smelling in your room, dude. At least you got a cover for it. Now, I, I, I like to think that the reason he doesn't have a lid on his business because he's prepping to throw out that really god awful jersey. Yeah, yeah, all right. 
Like he's working up to it, you know. He's like in the process. So I like to believe the best of Bixie, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I really yeah. also like the, the the artwork that he has around this room. Like there's a Rick and Morty poster, oh, yeah, then, and then there's like a Japanese style the Great Wave, the Great Wave yeah. <laughs> next to Scarface. It's like. <laughs> That's like three polar opposites, no. only one room. <laughs> Mixer, please put models up next time. <laughs> when we say models, we mean actual models, not you wearing shirts, okay? <laughs> oh. Damn. Damn. On that note. Anyway, that's a, that's enough of yeah. that. We gave, we gave Mixer <laughs> shit for a month now. It's, it's, it's good. We're... Dude, he asked for it. We're pulling himself there. Yeah, fair enough. It's a roast channel. <laughs> if people put it there, they're asking us to be mean. If they put it in work in progress or general, they're not asking us to be mean. Then it's up to us if we're mean. Uh, see? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So this works. Nice. But, guess what? <sighs> it's my favourite part of the podcast. <laughs> the part where we get to... The part where we get to strip off our armor, put it to the side, and uh, stop pretending to be nice at the hobby table and be the uh, music reviewers that we always have. Been. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, you're already not wearing so, pants, so what else are you taking off? Dude, I never do. Bro, every time I've ever worn pants on this podcast, I'm just not as dynamic. <laughs> you know, I don't have the ventilation in the downstairs to get the job done, so. <laughs> Here I am, pantless and uh, high performance. <laughs> and taking a spatula <laughs> to your ball sack later when you're done. No, no, no it's nice and cool, <laughs> bro. It's nice and cool right now. It's good. It's good. It's good weather here in Australia right now. Fair enough. Uh, but today, we have a particularly brutal album to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's terror site by a band called cattle decapitation <laughs> and with a name like that you know it's gonna be a banger that's right and now the cool thing about this album is um like i gave it over to obi to listen to because i've been listening to it but it's a new one for me too so this album was actually the first time i'd listened to the band at all mm. and it was on the recommendation of my friend justin so you know it's yeah but i'll let you kick it off obi what do you um, think, bro? Tell us all about it. <laughs> I was a little bit skeptical about it because I kind of related Cal Decapitation to, like, Cannibal Corpse and that stuff. Uh, bordering, oh, like, the like death metal. 1980s death yeah. metal sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never really got into yeah, that not stuff. not so polished shit. Yeah, I never got into that stuff. Like, it was... It, like... That was what I thought it was, like uh, bordering, bordering, old school death metal and black metal uh, inspiration, yeah. And they have a little bit of that death metal swing in there, but there's enough to keep it interesting. Yeah. I was definitely pleasantly surprised when I actually put it on. Like the first run through, I was like, I didn't really pay much attention to it, and the second one time I. Listen, was like, oh, well, it's got some good hooks in here and good catches. And just the more I'm listening to it, the more I just find myself putting it on again. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I need some music. Yeah, Cattle Decapitation. <laughs> so uh, take from that what you will. I'm a person that's very picky with music and moods. And this one mm. has actually been striking my mood 
a lot the past week. So, um, mm. yeah. Um, musically wise, I think, yeah, this stuff is is right on the nose for it. the The whole album is basically talking about how humans are a parasite living on the earth, you know. So and. <laughs> Well, I, I think that it's also a concept album. So I think that's one interpretation of it, but I think it's also, like, literally about an alien race that comes to Earth and uses our bodies as, like, a parasitic shell to hatch out yeah. of them. Like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure it's a concept album about that. Okay. But it is also, like, a metaphor for, like, yeah, humans being fucking parasites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like... Sort of both, and I think they do that yeah. well. Yeah, it's really cool, and they, like I said, they have really good hooks in their songs. For example, the uh, "The world will go on without you." Oh, such a good hook in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much the the. I didn't really like the intro song that much, but the songs after that just straight up bangers all of them. Yeah, if you're into death metal with deathcore yeah. screamings. Definitely give this a listen. Yeah, exactly. How many goblins would you give it first? Uh, eight out of ten for a run out of Pretty good. So, this is very much a uh, you know it is it is death metal, but it's not really the old school death no. metal like Obi says. Not now. I listen to a bit of that sort mm. of stuff, but usually what fails me there is actually the mixing yeah. <laughs> is very poor. Yeah. Right, doing that sort of extreme music with such limited technology oftentimes ends up sounding like garbage. So, like, there's only probably one Cannibal Corp song I've heard where I'm like, okay, I like that. You know, um, and that's later stuff where the recording was yeah. good. Um, this is much more revocation than it is Cannibal Corpse, right? So it's like modern technical death metal mm. with death core added on top. And, like, I like that stuff. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't too much deathcore to be. Fucking... It wasn't heavy to be heavy either. It was just the perfect amount of mixture there. It was tasteful. Yeah. It was tasteful. It's just no, good. no it's overly just composed uh, or or lack of composure breakdowns either. So, yeah, or just overly polished shit too, where it doesn't sound like, uh, like it doesn't sound like riff salad. All the riffs serve a point. They serve the song. It's good. You know, and I think they did a fucking great job on it, man. And like. There's actually clean vocals in it, but they like they almost sound like they're through like a modulator to make the guy sound like an alien, mm. and I think it's just the perfect weird cherry on top of this album. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was an unexpected hit, man. Because like, you know, like I said, like I listen to a bit of like when we talk about death metal, most I listen to melodic death yeah. metal, right? Like I listen to. Shit from Sweden. Like, I listened to At The Gates. Um, I listened to The Haunted. I listened mm, to yeah. uh, In Flames. Like, that sort of shit. Children of Bodom. Like, that sort of shit is, like, my standard shit I love. And I listened to a bit of actual death metal, but then there's, like, shit like, you know, Revocation that I listened to, which is much closer to yeah. this. And this has a lot, even though it's not so much on the core side of it, this has a lot in common with Lorna Shaw but not so melodic on the guitar riffs. Mm. Or breakdown so, heavy. So, more, more, yeah, not so breakdown heavy either, but like, the melody is more from the vocals in this mm-hmm. than it is from the guitar leads like it is in Lorna yeah. Shaw. So there's a bit of a switch there, but he does sound similar 
and mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, a lot of gurgling sounds. I think it's pretty fucking and, cool. And deep screams and yeah. It's, at some points, I was like, oh, is this Will Ramos? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. So, so it scratches that same itch, and especially with there being like not much Lorna Shaw music with Will Ramos out. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I'm in that mood, mm-hmm. but I don't want to listen to the Pain Remains for the eighth time this week. <laughs> For this ninth time, I'm going to listen to Cal Decapitation. I feel you know? called out. So Fuck like, off. I <laughs> well, no, no, I've called myself out. Oh. Bro, there's a few things that are stuck in my Spotify playlist, right? Like my home. Yeah. There's Forgone by In Flames, because I can't stop listening to it. There's Necrogoblicon. Like, this is Necrogoblicon, their whole playlist. Yeah. There's uh, the Spirit Box album, Eternal Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Pain Remains. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's like, they're like, hey, you listened to this last week. Listen to it again. Sure. Well, uh-huh. sure. sure. Like, Why not? <laughs> you you know? got to um, But like, yeah, dude, it fucking slaps. And I do highly recommend you check out, if you haven't already, check out Revocation Obi, because if you like these guys, you'll probably jive with yeah. them. They're sort of like, have you heard Silosis? I showed you yeah, Silosis, right? Yeah, I think I listened to a couple of songs. Yeah, so, so they sound sort of like the middle ground between Silosis and Cal Decapitation. Oh, yeah. They're sort of like a middle ground. So like, uh, not quite as heavy, but still mm. really pretty fucking good, good yeah. shit. I think I'll probably listen uh, to but, their yeah. older albums at some point too. It, yeah, um, I've had a few songs mm. pop up uh, from their older stuff and like, same same uh, kettle of fish. Mm. Not same as in like boring the same, but like the shit I like about this album is also in that cool. album. Cool. All I can know songs I'm like, sweet dude. So I think for me, I'll have to give it a solid nine goblins Ooh, out of ten. Just for because not only the album is the album solid, but the band blew me away. Uh for something that's a new recommendation. I don't often fall into just listening to that band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I go, oh yeah, I like that. And then I'll put a back burner and get back Mm -hmm. into it. Kick ass, dude. Kick fucking ass. So, yeah. Cal Decapitation, come on the podcast. We like (laughs) it. Yeah, for real. It's been on the repeat button a little too many times, I would say. To the point where I'm blasting it at work as well without... Because they they don't want to give me any headsets, so... I'm just gonna have to well, blast it on the speakers, so that's your own fucking fault yeah, if you yeah. don't want to listen to death metal. <laughs> that's on yes. that. totally on, on them. No, the whole office is gonna listen to death metal now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Either that, or they're gonna have to deal deal with you walking around all horny, listening to sleep tokens. What <laughs> horny? What do you mean horny? <laughs> you don't think sleep tokens horny music? What? Horny music? Oh, it definitely is, man. It, yeah, man, that's like Deftones. It's like horny what? music, you know? Like how Deftones is like horny corn. <laughs> Sleep Token's like horny ghost. Oh, it's just the way it goes. Oh, I never heard that before, <laughs> and I don't think I actually put the link in there. Welcome to your nightmare. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, like fucking... <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it here. Don't like it. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening to our music bit, guy. Our music tip. Hey. Just the tip. Uh, Obi, you got a bit of a special. Oh, yeah. Thank you to give out the song. Oh, yes. 
Oh yeah, but I uh, talked earlier about a special model for a person, and that person is uh, Mr. Yudi Hawk. He has increased his Patreon level to a level that's not even in the Patreon level. He just gave us a set amount of money, and I am yeah. <laughs> blown away because it's a huge amount of money. Um, I I I didn't yeah. know what to say when I saw that notification. I was like, is this is this is this Swedish crowns or is this what what kind of well, <laughs> we both thought it was we both thought it was mistaken yeah, crowns, right? We're like, nah, no way. Like it's just actually into the value and yeah. that's it, you know? Yeah. And like this dude's giving us like a third of our patronage on his yeah. own. And it's <laughs> you know? blowing like, us away. Like it's it's stuff like this that means that we can keep continuing making content and you know this whole episode has been sponsored because we bought the 3D printers with money from the podcast. Like, it, yeah, it's, exactly. it's mind-blowing that, that you you did that. And so, to thank you for your patronage, I asked him what he wanted for, uh, what kind of a model he wanted. So I found him a little noise marine. He bought one of the noise marine. I found, found a really cool-looking one. Uh, supported it and it's actually as we're speaking it's being printed so um you know what see that's how it works you support us we support your models exactly <laughs> so um nah, but seriously it means the world it really does like huge we put a lot of time and effort into this podcast like especially obi shout out to obi too because he always edits uh, this fucking shit uh, no seriously dude like i know that i'm always the cunt that talks a lot yeah, I push all of the ideas forward, but this doesn't happen without you, and it doesn't happen without people like Uni Hawk. So, thank you to all of you guys, but especially Uni yeah. Hawk. Yeah, uh-uh. you guys are yeah. great. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm big closing love, in love. on printing off all of the stuff that I was going to start sending out. So, it's, uh, it's happening soon. I just have to figure out a way to safely ship out all of this stuff without it breaking in transit so bear with me for that yeah. i know there's a couple of people that that i've printed stuff for and they're waiting on it but please be be patient um i'm working on it it's on my to-do list and i've recently wrote written a to-do list of stuff that i have to do yeah so it's like your mom top of our to-do list it's not it's not really <laughs> on the top of my to-do well, list but it's there it's on the list on <laughs> that means that's important <laughs> like their mom's no whoa, whoa. whoa. no not nah. there. um nah seriously good work guys we appreciate it all um also obi seriously get a tape measure measure yours and your kid's head <laughs> okay get this shit going i'm not joking <laughs> This is not a drill. I need measurements from the back of your head to your nose. I need them from your jaw to the top of your head. Right? I need, like... Because I need to know if your nose is going to fit within a visor. Uh, when I... I need to make sure they fit. Right? I got a really I big need nose. to know things. <laughs> I know. I know. It's that Belgian dip. It's the Belgian oh, dipper. As they would say, I lost the balance. My love it. Oh no! I need an adult. I need an adult. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> Save me! Oh my god! Okay, that's no, too no. far. Th- thanks again for uh, 
Thanks again for joining us, so guys. Um, join the Patreon, as we said, you know. Support us, we support yeah. you. And get and, them all. Uh, we, we, exactly. You know, electricity is uh, expensive, so help us out with that. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Help us out. And uh, join the Discord so you can listen to me yell at people on Fortnite. That's great fun, right, yeah. guys? Especially in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nah, no Chris is a good one. I haven't seen him much lately. He's, uh, he's traveling. But, um, so. no, nah, join... Ah, join the Discord. The Discord's great. Holy shit, dude, that was bad. Oh, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Uh, no, no, <laughs> leave it in. That's funny as so. hell. Um, you gotta master the dragon burps, Obi. Like, out your nose, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, join the Discord so you can hear Obi burp where he can't end it out. Uh, <laughs> We have social media, but we don't use it because we're old people. So uh, find us on here, yeah. Discord. That's where we're yeah. going. Exactly, exactly. Hang out in the Discord. That's the real social media. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. It's been a fucking hoot, as an owl would say. And uh, uh, hoot hoot. And until next time, remember to crank that air. See that green. We are the Knights of the Hobbit. Thanks for listening. Bye.